0: This is a Wild Geese Production podcast. Hello, folks. Welcome to the Roll for Initiative mini issue number eight. I'm Vince, sitting alongside Nick. Hello, everybody. And Matt. Hello, everyone. If you recall, we used to do these shows a while back, and they're back again. Mini-episodes or mini-issues. Basically, we just take a one little topic at a small chunk, take 15, 20 minutes, and hash it out, look it up, talk all about it, see what we can do about it, and uh, move from there. So the last time we did this show was back in September of 2015 in Volume 4. Now we're in Volume 6, but enter there. So today's topic, we're going to talk about death magic save versus regular magic versus save. Excuse me, regular save versus magic. So in the DM Glossary, we have a one-line blurb about death magic. And it says basically death rays, fingers of death, and other magics which can kill a victim which fails its saving throw. Do we have any more information on that at all, guys? I don't actually see an actual definition of death magic other than that.
1: Right. No. Yeah, no, you have to go to the individual spells and it says if you save you die. If you fail your save, you die. That's what falls under the definition of death magic. Yep. So it's not like you can consult your chart of spells that will kill with one failed roll.
0: It's kind of one of those, you know, it's just basically save or die type thing, not to be confused with the podcast, by the way. And that that that
2: blurb that you mentioned, that is on uh which page of the DMG?
0: Uh it's in the glossary section.
2: Yeah. In the it's glossary. The... Yeah, yeah. In the
0: glossary. Uh, pff, I forgot to jot down that number, but it is directly a, a quote from the glossary. That's
2: yeah. interesting.
1: It's on page uh two twenty seven.
2: Yep. Death rays, yep. yeah, yeah.
1: There's, and for those that haven't read the glossary before, you can find all kinds of little throwaway bits of information in the glossary you wouldn't think of
2: finding. Yeah. so it's good worth- definitions in there. Yeah,
0: quite a bit. Yeah, we got a couple pages here. I forgot all about this section to be honest, but
2: well, I mean, it says right there for death magic though, and other magics. Which will kill a victim, which fails its saving throw.
0: But that's all we and get. That's... We don't get more of an explanation. We don't get any more details about it. It just basically find the spell. If it says save versus death, that's it. You fail to save. Your character's dead. Mm-hmm. It... What do you think?
2: What do I? Th- I think it's pretty much straightforward. Like what, yeah, um, but... yeah, but yeah. what also what Matt said is anything else like for other magics, it's under the description of either the spell or item that might cause that right and in some descriptions i think also use that term death magic as well
1: uh so it's kind of a categorization of uh, magic that's thrown in but just not really well explained as into what falls under it's that one little throwaway line and they'll just reference death magic and you're supposed to know what it means
0: It's, um, as a DM using anything that involves death magic, what do you think consequences would be? Death? Yeah, I understand that (laughs) part as far as the player is concerned. Do you have to, do you have to take into consideration, hey, I'm using this spell during my game. This may kill one of my player's characters, not the player to be, some people confuse that, not to kill one of the character, to kill one of the characters, Now, is this going to be put, you know, some strife in our in the game, or is this going to piss people off? It's kind of one of those rules that I noticed that as the editions grew, it no longer really existed. Um,
2: I guess for for me, uh, when it comes to anything like magic deck caused death, it should serve as purpose in the campaign. Okay, you know, it shouldn't be something that should be thrown around willy-nilly right i mean yeah you got poisons that will you know you got to do a save versus poison and then maybe die but we're talking about death magic which for me is you know powerful magic powerful mojo right a random
1: encounter is not going to trigger death have
2: death magic in it yeah you who would think so
1: this would be more um, like the big bad boss villain has death magic, and the players know he has it.
2: Right. So, he has a spell or an item, a magic item, that has this ability to that, that cause death by touch or by, some, or by some other magical effect. And like I was saying, I think it should be something that is not taken lightly as the DM if you're going to use something like this. If there is the potential of a player character or several player characters actually getting killed, it should serve a purpose to somehow further the campaign. I maybe, I know they gave an example of, so I guess something that would be similar to this would be in a campaign I had with my friend Jeff in our Hackmaster game when he was running it. There was a situation where a character, um, he did, he did, uh, die, but, and then his death served a purpose, namely my character. He was stopping another character who was basically trying to become an avatar of work, of, of Grummish. And, uh, trying to, um, to, uh, um, further Grummish the one-eyed orc god from flourishing within the lands and he I, I guess maybe this isn't a good example of it but I guess it is a way of using a character death to further the campaign where he pretty much sacrificed himself to stop this this other uh, player character who was becoming this avatar of Grumish, but that I mean, it's not really like using death magic, but there it's a situation where if death is going to be involved with the campaign, something like this, it should further along in some, in some fashion, you got to stop this other person. Or um, maybe in the character's death, you're going to find a way of resurrecting them if possible, or somehow, you know, maybe journeying to where their soul went to, you know? something like that. I don't know. I mean, I just don't think it should be just thrown around willy nilly like that.
1: Right. And then you have to consider, will this result be a satisfying story experience for the players? Because the player, depending on your players, they can actually accept, okay, my character died, but it was a good part of the story. The adventure, it fit into the adventure and it feels right. It doesn't feel like a cheap trick just to kill things. Right. Uh, it's like I'm in the player's handbook right now looking at page 83. There's a spell called Death Spell. Yeah. And it basically, you cast it, and it kills a lot of things within an area. That's it. That's all it is. And does. I think
2: if you don't fail your save, save it's still, they still no. take damage. But... No. Oh, this well, is really? no saving throw. Oh, okay. I must be thinking of something else. Then. No,
1: this one, it, it's, uh, depe- it depends on the hit die, the number of creatures oh, okay. affected. So The higher the hit die you're casting, the less. But if it's less than two hit die, you could affect 4d20 characters. Wow. And if it's like 6 plus 4 hit die to 8 plus 3, it's 1d4. So Mm. this could still wipe out a high-level party. No saving throw. What level is the spell? Sixth magic user.
2: So you would have to be at least... Ninth level, Right. 10th to get this spell.
1: Yeah. And it could just wipe out 8th level characters, no problem. Right.
2: Okay. Well, and
1: there's like a conversion chart to determine who gets hit by what, if there's mixed hit dice and all of that, but
0: no so save throw. That's why a big bad would have is not just a common, uh, yeah. common encounter there, though with some of Gygax's things, who knows? It could be a common encounter knowing him, but... <laughs> it would just be a random trap. <laughs> yeah, right. random trap.
2: But if I, in fact, if I remember correctly, when my character sacrificed himself to save this other one, it he had the, there was this sort of channeling thing that was going on between Grummish and the other character, who was a half orc, and they were channeling. I, if I remember correctly, through a gem, and Jeff said, you know, if you do this, you will die. Your character will die because you have to destroy this gem. So, there was, I guess you could say, death magic involved. Right. So, right.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I, it's like I was playing through Castle Amber, I was running it for my group, and that feast table where you can drink all the food and everything and get the different abilities. Mm-hmm. One of my players went through every item in it and oh. he made it through and was everything was working out great till that very last one where if you fail your save, you fade into the table. You're one of the ghosts at the table now. So, what I he failed that role. So, I'm like, okay, how do I play this into the story and make and get him back into the game and not make it seem like I'm doing Major MacGuffin just to make up for his stupidity? So, right. I mi- worked out a way where if the players want him back, they could do some stuff, sacrifice a magical item, and they could pull his soul back. Or cause his body to uh, become corporal again. Hmm. So that way, it's like, yes, he did die. And and if the players didn't do this one specific thing in a short period of time, he would be dead, dead, but he's only partially dead. Right. So I usually. Mostly dead. Mostly dead, yeah. So depending on the type of death magic. Uh, it'll affect whether or not maybe you get hit with something where you wither away and it causes you to rapidly age and you die. Maybe I'll have it be a little slower than what's in the book, so that way the players have a chance to respond to it. They know death is right. imminent
2: if they don't act very quick. And I just know when when my character died, it was it was okay. It was because uh, my character was sacrificing himself. For the betterment of the party and to pretty much save the world, so right. So yeah, that's what I mean. It's like there's gonna be like quote unquote death magic involved, you know. Have it meaningful. Right. You're not going to like roll
1: on your chart. Oh, wandering uh, party of adventurers you that are evil you run into. Oh, look, one of them's like a ninth level magic user. Oh, a death spell. Boom. You're all dead.
0: No. Right. Definitely set if you're going to use the big bad with this type of spell or whatever ability, you're definitely going to want to set some rumors up so they know that, like, you're at the bar and you hear the townsfolk talking about it when you're setting up your campaign mood and everything. Oh, he Mm -hmm. can. I've heard he can touch uh, a person's arm and he'll die instantly. It's just a quick death, painless. That's why we're so afraid to go after him. Things like that,
1: right? Mm -hmm. Or like a whole army went against this one wizard and then they all just. In one wave of the hand, vaporized. Yeah. Oh.
0: Okay. So we got to establish. No. What do? You, why do you guys think this has kind of fell to the wayside going forward in for newer editions?
1: Because it's more about game balance and storytelling. Uh, there's a certain uh, art of having the math of the game work both ways. So the monsters are made in a similar fashion as the players and if, with everything being equal, at which point if the monsters have this death's magic, the players will have it too, at which point every no, everyone just dies. So they get away from that insta-death to make it more of a game. Hmm. Because otherwise you would have that just, okay, dead. Dead, dead, well,
0: are, they, dead. are they trying to think? Are they trying to say the newer edition generation cannot handle this insta death?
1: No, I I would say it's just more of a design philosophy that you could if have that wandering creature death magic first player character stumble upon and boom dead. You could have that, but they've got away from that, so you don't have that. Well, we just started We're All Dead kind of feel bad just due to random. They're taking a lot of that out, which in the older editions, the DM would filter that through the creation process, whereas in the newer systems, it's more codified. And a lot of what the newer games do is just codify things good DMs were doing anyway.
0: Hmm. But okay. I don't know. It kind of loses the whole purpose of why we call it OSR, the O-run. <laughs> yeah i mean you have to well, learn to run that's the whole right point.
2: i mean yeah that's the <laughs> that's why I, I vince makes a good point because you know they're not every encounter for example are you gonna be able to go up against and be quote-unquote balanced i mean sometimes right. you got to run away and fight another day
1: and i think that's something that gets lost in the newer games because exactly they want you to be able to super tackle everything and fleeing is shouldn't there shouldn't be w- only one out to any encounter mm. so fleeing if the only way out of this encounter is fleeing they get away from that because they want the players to be able to interact with things and not just run but well, it, at the same time it, it becomes are you going for a more simulation In that where in a simulation real world, yeah, you would run into I'm a first level party. Oh, no, that's like an ancient dragon that's going to eat me. I better run. But if you're going for that more heroic epic, it's going to have those things where you can fight and overcome everything. It may be a struggle, but you do have that ability to overcome. And it's just that more going towards that heroic storytelling in pulling away from the simulation war game.
2: Can I uh give the non-politically correct answer then?
0: Absolutely. In my
2: opinion. Sure. Sure,
0: it's your opinion. I
2: think it I think it nerfs the whole RPG. Okay. Slightly. I think it nerfs it. I think Matt's kind of saying that too. It does nerf the system in a way to where if you take out that element of death magic oh the whole thing where's the element of fear it's lessened a little bit i mean sure it's still there but
0: i mean it's lessened a lot come on in these newer editions it's lessened a lot and i don't mean to pick on them but you're going in you fight a monster it's like oh i'll just use my second wind or oh i got this ability to heal myself i got a healing surge i got the Back when we were playing, when we're still playing, actually at this point, it's like I ran against, I run up against a monster. He hits me twice, and I'm a magic user. I'm down to one hit point for the rest of the adventure, probably, unless right. somebody heals if me. If you're lucky, yeah, <laughs> right. Then so, the other, yeah, it does nerf the system. Yeah, I mean, and it,
2: it does take away a sense of element, uh, the element of fear. Right, and which I think... is, should be part of it. Go ahead. Matt. And I
1: think that's that's intentional. They don't necessarily want fear to be one of the main driving factors because I think yeah, in their fear could be a
2: great motivator too
1: it could also be a great motivator of inaction
2: We're of. we'll keep right. the local systems in line
1: right So because it, it, hit, it would hit the point where how many times have you been in a game where it's like okay they go out they adventure oh magic user use up all the spells let's go back to town and then okay. go to the next right. room clear it and repeat that
2: Here's an analogy for you. I kind of alluded to Star Wars. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Death Star is basically a Death Spell, right? Yeah. yeah. What would Star Wars be without the frickin' Death Star? It'd be Star Trek. Thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it really would. I mean, go I on. I rest
2: my case. Yeah. <laughs> Even though Star Trek without fanny. that element of fear and not just charging and willy-nilly into every encounter that you can overtake it because it's been quote unquote balanced by the DM because the rules dictate then what's the point I mean you're supposed to live not just by the sword by your wits Mm -hmm. (laughs) and cunning if you can overcome that obstacle whatever it may be either an encounter with the 18th level lich who's a combination cleric magic user or what or whatever it may be i mean you're not just you you gotta have some sort of something's hanging in the balance
1: right and And if
2: that's your life hey that's a great motivator for me
1: yeah i i think also part of it comes with they are moving more towards a uh, way where they want like with Wizards of the Coast, they're really concerned about how their players feel when they're playing the game, and the one-hit kill doesn't necessarily when it's spe- always feel feel well when you know I died not because just because of a die roll, not because of something I explicitly did, and they're really concerned about the feels of the game. So, <sighs> and they're just when hearing right, their designers, feels, yeah, when, when hearing their designers talk about. Uh, I've listened to uh, Mark Rosewater, the head designer of Magic the Gathering, and him, him, uh, his philosophy of the game and how it's evolved over time. And being part of WOTC, I'm sure that type of mindset also applies to Dungeons & Dragons as well, so it gives you a little insight. And he, there's certain styles of decks that used to exist back in the day that players just didn't like to play against, Be, uh, particularly like the heavy land destruction to where I destroy your lands and you can't do anything at all. Oh, yeah. Those were, So basically, I play my cards. You can't do anything. You're not playing anything because of the way I built my deck. Players hated playing against that. So they de emphasize that aspect of the game. Unfortunately, as a player, I like those decks. I also mm-hmm. like what was called Draw Go, where you try to cast a spell, I counter it. And that's all I do is I counter everything, you do nothing. I love those yep. lockout. It's not so much I win the game, it's I win... And you do nothing. That was kind of like the decks I enjoyed. They stopped making those. Mm. Because players playing against them felt bad. They felt like they weren't playing a game.
0: So what you're saying is it boils down to feelings and safe spaces. Kind of. Because mm. it's all about making players. In- ha-
1: when you're playing a game, you it. want to enjoy it. And if you're feeling bad when playing the game,
2: you're not going to play it. And they want to make sell you books and cards or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, but isn't that somewhat of a subjective thing of what they consider fun? Yeah, Right, yeah, fun fun is absolutely...
1: Right, fun is subjective, and that's where the large player base and they do surveys and all of that kind of fun stuff. And uh, recently in Magic, they banned a few cards in their standard tournament setting. Like, newly released cards that have been out maybe less than... They banned them for tournament play. Because they noticed their attendance was going down because players didn't like playing against them. Yeah. So they're like, let's get them out to get our players back. So, mm-hmm. and if they find, hey, when we run games and talk to players, they don't like, hey, my, uh, no matter what my hit points are, if I roll one die and fail it, I die. They don't, we really hate that. They're going to take it out because they want it, it to be an enjoyable experience. All right. So I think it's as much as... The taste in gaming has changed over time. It's like when I look at the war games being made, like comparing the old Avalon Hill to the current war games, the the rules are a lot more polished. They're not going to get buried in tiny, minute details of simulation. (laughs) It's more about playing a game that has a historical feel with some simulation involved as opposed to running a detailed simulation and it makes
0: them for more... So, elegy. basically,
2: games for short attention spans.
0: <laughs> Kinda, yeah. Lord. <laughs> All right. Well, we've kind of... They nerfed it. Yeah, they, they nerfed it. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> anyway, let's hear what you folks out there have to say about death magic versus regular save versus magic. Uh, shoot us an email, RFI staff at oh, gmail.com. Oh. And Nick just died. <laughs> Well, Nick was getting old anyway, so. Right.
2: I'm not quite dead.
0: You're dead enough. You will be soon. Yes. Anyway, thanks for joining us on this mini issue. As Nick is going to recover in the uh, Elven Hospital of Love. Want to go for a walk? No, you're dead. Bye, folks.
2: The Roll for Initiative podcast is a production of Wild Games Productions. You can visit us at rfipodcast.com or contact us on our forums at osrgaming.org or even call us at 570-865-4210. This podcast was produced for entertainment purposes only. All other uses are prohibited. Remember, if your magic missile spell doesn't automatically hit, you're playing the wrong edition. Thanks for listening and see you next time on Roll for Initiative.